Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with uh, myself, Tom, and my learned colleague across the Zoom call. Myself, Alex. Hello. Hi, Alex. Um, we seem to be joined by uh, a third uh, inanimate person today. Um, clearly, this is a podcast um, that we don't do a video of, but um, there is a big picture of Ted Lasso in the background. Yeah. Um, and if you're not familiar with the character, uh, Mustache. Actually, that's the only explanation we need. Go with Mustache. Mustache and a big smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just random that we've brought in Apple TV's favourite character today. Today's podcast is all about Ted Lasso, and it's about um, what leadership and management skills we can learn from Ted. And, you know, why, I hear you cry, why are we talking about a TV programme, a fictional character um, on a leadership and development um, or learning and development podcast? Well, I'm not going to lie, Alex and I, love a bit of Ted Lasso and we talk about it all the time so we thought oh there's a whole new series coming out we're very excited to watch it we love Ted and there's the idea why do we love Ted Ooh. why do we love Ted well and I mean that's that's a great question and the, the difficult thing with this podcast as well is going to be avoiding huge spoilers absolutely if you've um, not watched it and I would highly recommend it so we are going to endeavor to not give any spoilers as we go through this whilst talking about the great leadership qualities that Ted brings to Richmond AFC. Yeah. And I think the the key thing is, is that when you watch the show, he's ever so slightly, he seems rather unorthodox, right? Maybe he's a leadership style that you haven't seen before. So we're going to do our best to explain the pieces of that that's that's good to take into your own leadership style. Um, and And yeah, try to explain his quirks a little bit. Some of them are quite difficult because they're quite deep, aren't they? Some of the ways in which he behaves and the outcomes that he's hoping to achieve. but we've got we've got some written down, and uh, yeah, I think we could all benefit from being a bit a little bit more Ted. Awesome. So I'm not going to lie, this might be a longer podcast because we love talking about Ted, but let's pause for the jingle and get into what makes Ted or what skills Ted brings to the table that you might choose to adapt into your leadership and management style. Awesome. So a question for you first, Al. Okay. Um, and, and there's a very deliberate title on this is, you know, what leadership and management skills can we learn from Ted? But a question, and this is going to be quite hard without giving spoilers away. <laughs> is Ted a good leader? Okay. I'm prepared for this. Um, so I, I've got something in my prep, which I think is spoiler free, but answers your question adequately. Okay. Um, and that is, I think he is. Um, is think... that it? That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only wrote that down as prep. I thought that's all I needed. <laughs> well, for context, because I figure it would be handy to have context on this. Obviously, I know we did a little bit of the intro, um, but for anyone that hasn't watched the show, Ted Lasso has huge success as an American football coach. He's then hired by AFC Richmond, who are an English football club. Obviously, two very different types of football. Um, one is more hand-egg um, you know, NFL and 
slightly different goalposts and bigger shoulder pads. And one is obviously football is in soccer, which is kick a ball around. Um, obviously very different sports, very different rules. Um, so you would think obviously him coming in and coaching a team who are professionals in a sport that he doesn't understand um, would be relatively uh, catastrophic. Um, so I would say to answer your question, in order to not be completely catastrophic, um, he would have to be a pretty good leader of people to make up for his lack of knowledge of rules. Yeah, I think that's a, a good a good thing. And, and, you know, without giving the spoiler away, it is now season three. Mm. So he has a level of longevity in his leadership at AFC Richmond, which if you follow the English Premier League, you know, getting three seasons under your belt is is not something that many of them do. Um, so he at least sticks around. So I think we'll we'll pick into that because actually, if you watch the program and again, not going into spoilers, you, you couldn't say he was like this standout exceptional leader that achieves maybe extreme performance from people, but he does do things which I I think are, are amazing in a leader. So um, I guess those will come out as we we go forward. Yeah, and I, I would say obviously, um, you know, this very much speaks to people maybe becoming a leader in an industry that they're not as familiar with or you know obviously this is a very extreme example someone getting hired into a very um big role in an area that they understand none of um but there obviously are levels to that you know if you're in a role now that's slightly more unfamiliar to you so i think what ted is a great example of is how to uh, use the knowledge and abilities of the people around you um to then find success rather than depending on your own yeah, absolutely. And I think he's also a great example of, of authentic leadership, as in he is himself. He is just Ted. And and the the skills that we're going to bring out here, I would suggest, I know he's a fictional character, but you get the impression they're innate and they're, they're, they're part of him. These are not things he's made a conscious decision to do. He maybe adapts them for the situation he finds himself in. Um, but I don't think anyone could watch the programme and say he was anything but authentic. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think um, one of the ways in which I would describe him against someone that hasn't watched it is he, he's a bit like a, a puppy, isn't he, really? Um, well, you can't help but love him, can you? So if in that, yeah, absolutely like a puppy. Yeah, very energetic, uh, loves people. And yeah, I think as we'll, as we'll go into, whereas maybe the difference would be as the puppy maybe doesn't have purpose to everything. I feel like Ted has that puppy energy, but also has the purpose of uh i don't know something slightly more intelligent than a puppy i can't think of <laughs> i can't think of a better example yeah yeah absolutely and i guess so that leads us into to skill number one that we're going to pull from ted and that is his extreme positivity which again you can draw back to a puppy if you want they're interested <laughs> in everything that's going on around them and ted brings so much positivity maybe some so much positivity that at times people might think that it's a bit annoying but ted brings it and he brings energy he brings can-do attitude he brings confidence and belief with that positivity and for me you know that if you can bring those those things to a situation you know that's infectious if you are positive those around you will become more positive and surely a positive team ethos then means you can attack tackle anything that comes your way so um yeah i personally i love i love his his positivity yeah and i think the key to his positivity is i don't think it's blind positivity 
he seems to be positive, but then also gives the people around him reasons to be positive. He doesn't just kind of come in and go, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. He kind of acknowledges maybe certain adversities and, and pressures, but then channels it into positive actions, which then help people around also be positive because they can see opportunities to improve. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it obviously, like you say, positivity without that can be quite annoying, but positivity, which then leads to, well, actually, yeah, I can see the positive in this now because I understand what it takes to, to maybe make a change to make this a more positive situation is, is entirely different. Um, and also Ted's in an industry where, you know, people that know about football, soccer for international listeners, um, managers at this level are relatively disposable. So if you do badly, you lose your job. Um, and that's a lot of pressure for someone that doesn't understand the game very well. So to be able to take that level of pressure um, and turn it into, well, how can I actually succeed in this is takes, yeah, yeah, a, a great amount of strength. Absolutely. And now, and now you talk about it. What, what he does also do is, is channel the positivity into the right areas. You know, in the program, if the team loses a match, and they're back in the changing rooms. What he won't do is walk into the room and say, that was amazing. You did so well if you lost the game. But mm. what he will do is he'll walk in and say, look, I know you're already disappointed because you've lost the match and we wanted to win. So, you, so you're disappointed. Absolutely. But then he will pull some positives out. So, you know, he will find the things that, I don't know, football coaches for my, for my son's football team, they'll say, oh, you know, you stuck with it till the end or whatever. And, um, I think finding the positives in those negative situations is another way to channel positivity without it being irritating and it's useful as well. Yeah, I think that's key, isn't it? Because he very much, let's just say after a defeat, you know, whether in, in football, soccer or any type of business, um, it's very easy to probably then just kind of act ignorant to it maybe and just be, well, look at all this stuff. But he he, he starts, like you say, he meets people with the emotion they're feeling, which is, you know, disappointment and and anger maybe as well but then helps them transition it into reasons to be optimistic um which i think is as we said is different to just kind of coming in and going oh no don't worry about and dismissing how people are feeling he, he takes that and then helps them drive on to grow in confidence spirit and belief yeah definitely so positivity and it makes people around you feel good that's the crux of it though isn't it walk oh, into a room with a smile on your face and the people in that room will be a little bit more smiley too well yeah and when morale's high and you know you're a leader that's making people feel good you, you would imagine the people that are working with you uh, are going to put in maximum effort for you sure right so let's move on before uh we we completely bore everyone on that on, on <laughs> um ed he, he just he genuinely seems really fascinated by people right mm. yeah He's very fascinated by people, but as I've spotted as seasons have gone on and episodes have passed without giving away spoilers, I think he's very interested in dynamics between people as well. Um, you know, what a person might give that some people might perceive as negative, again, with the positivity, how does that dynamic and that person's personality and, and standing amongst social groups, how does that then help him or how could he make that work as a positive for the team? Um, I think the key to it is obviously listening. He, he listens to people and always seems to have a purpose as to why, what he's listening for. And he always then kind of talks and asks questions to get more out. He always uh, 
seems like I say talking with without he never talks without reason and listens without purpose he's he's very intentional I think in the way in which he extracts information from people but I think the key to it is he's very genuine in his approach as well he doesn't just try to gain what he can for clear intention of I just want you to work better he has a genuine interest and curiosity in the person as well which then makes them open up even more and he can then begin to understand more about their strengths weaknesses and motivations yeah 100% he wants to understand the person and then once he understands the person how does that impact the team and stuff as opposed to just looking for that piece that 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 uh, works the team which is you know a place of genuine curiosity because if you only question someone about i don't know something something very specific you won't learn that, that thing that you didn't know about them that might also help so you know i, I wrote some words down in my prep here and, and these okay. are all great ones i think to reflect on when you're in, in a leadership position you know he listens he he genuinely cares he has genuine curiosity he he can remove he remove hype removes hierarchy so he is fascinated by people full stop not just the people who he perceives to have power or or to to be more important than others so he he removes that completely he has utter respect and that's also for everyone around him and all that means is the people you can't help but love him if you're watching the program or you you look at the characters in the program you know you can't help but love him and if you love him you want to do well for him yeah again whether you're the the kit man or the the or his boss you you want to do well from it for him because he wants to do well for you yeah well it's like you said at the off about authentic leadership and authenticity um when you're clearly displaying that and it doesn't matter who you're talking to whether it be the star player or the kit man you know by showing that authenticity and same amount of interest person to person it kind of almost gives you that glow doesn't it of actually this person cares about me and therefore I care about them. Um, yeah. Which yeah, helps towards greater team cohesion, everyone pushing in the same direction and ultimately people performing and, and hopefully as long as you explain it well enough, which is what we get into understanding your vision and wanting to help you realize it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, and I think there's also a segue into the next point, which is um, he's a very um, emotional, intelligent and empathetic guy and, that you know, by being fascinated by people, that helps his ability to be empathetic and and to understand people, and um, um, but also like from that genuine curiosity, so he, he he does understand what to do in certain situations. So if you watch the program, there will be times where he talks at people for good reason and there are times where he walks in to talk to a character and he'll he'll just say how are you Mm. and judging on the response he'll know whether to push that question or whether just to you know someone says i'm fine just to to walk away so you know there is he's he's using his emotional intelligence to understand the situation um to when to talk, when to listen, when to ask questions, when to to give direction, all that kind of stuff. And again, that just makes people love him, and we want to do things for him. Yeah, and um, it's like you said. I think he understands surface what people want people to see. So he understands that I'm fine, but then he also understands maybe the signs of deeper mental emotions. Um, and, and instead of, yeah, 
pestering people, trying to get to the bottom of things. He seems to have ways of acting and ways of talking, which encourages people to see him as a support, a part of their support network. Um, you know, he, he hears people, he understands people, he makes them feel valued. Um, and he does that, yeah, through maybe not going to people, well, look, I know you're not okay, talk to me. It's more of a, um, yeah, just finding ways to make people feel like they can be honest with him. Yeah. Which is tough to do. It is difficult to do. Um, but obviously the key to that is, you know, whilst, yeah, obviously people showing high levels of emotion, you know, it can be uncomfortable sometimes to deal with. If you can help people and support people through them, then the it only helps to create a more healthy working environment and a more positive one when people yeah, are absolutely. working and through their emotions. As we go through these, they're all interlinked, you know. To be emotion intelligent, you have to be fascinated by people and and to create that environment where you can ask all those deep questions to understand people, you you need to create like an open and a and a positive environment. And actually that's the next point is, is that being clear and open with people. Mm. Um, you know, the cliche of having an open door policy is something Ted has in the uh, at AFC Richmond. Um, like, and he's always willing to talk and listen. And he's a classic case of, you know, how, how many, how many, how many cliches can we throw into the podcast today? You know, <laughs> open door policy. He's, he's a man who that has no, stu there's no stupid ideas or no stupid questions. You can throw anything at him and he'll, he'll genuinely listen to see where, where it comes from. And uh, a lot of the time find some very funny way to, to find a positive in those potentially stupid ideas. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, he loves a metaphor, doesn't he? He loves a, a way of, if you don't understand the concept is a concept you will understand to help you understand my ideas. Um, but yeah, he um, it's interesting because I think where he lacks specific knowledge in terms of say football tactics and stuff like that, he uses people around him to then bridge that gap and, and fill in that gap, which is great. But when it comes to his expectations of people fulfilling say specific duties, he's, he's very clear about the importance of teamwork and, uh, everyone understanding what they contribute and how each of them are important. I think in, in sports teams and in businesses, there's probably the same feeling of, you know, some people being uh, a star player, like I say, a VIP, uh, a VIP or an MVP. Um, whereas he very much makes it that if you didn't do your job, no matter what your job is, even that person that you might perceive to be the MVP can't fulfill theirs. So it's everyone fights for each other. Everyone does what they need to do to achieve success. And he makes that very clear. And if anyone doesn't understand, he's very approachable. And as you say, no question's a stupid question. And he'll explain it in maybe the most unorthodox ways that you might hear, yeah. um, which is entertaining too, which helps people understand. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, um, you know, what you were saying there is, you know, obviously, so Ted doesn't know soccer and, mm. and, um, but what he does very well is, is bring people in around him. And actually, if you look at all the things we've been talking about today, what Ted's leadership style is, is, is servant leadership, you know, where he puts the team first. So it's, mm. it's all about the team. Um, and it's not about prioritizing his, his own own objectives at all. And, you know, in the program, that's so extreme because he can't prioritize his own tactics on the team because he doesn't know them. 
So he has to prioritize the skill and the knowledge of those around him. His job is simply to motivate and to point people in the right direction and not give them the direction in the first place. And he listens and he empathizes and he, he built, he's building a team. And frankly, his team could be about anything. It just so happens to be about soccer or football. Um, so he's a really clear example of, of a servant leader. And he's also a great example of, you know, he calls himself a coach in the program, but he is doing coaching to pure coaching where he might not have any subject matter expertise, but he knows the questions to ask to draw that out from those that do around him. So, um, yeah, great example of of pure coaching and and servant leadership. I think is if you had to draw a ring around Ted Lasso style on what what it is, which is something that is you know an evolving topic. Uh, servant leadership. Yeah, well, it's like you say, he calls himself a coach, doesn't put the word football or soccer before it, um, and he. Yeah, like you say, is possibly the best example of a team building facilitator rather than a, a football coach. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually a great show when you think about learning, because whilst he might be a, a seemingly an expert communicator and understander of social cues and and people's feelings and, and how to bring the best out of people, he does show a great appetite to learn something that would seem quite daunting, especially as he's kind of thrown in the deep end of okay, what actually am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't quite understand what this team does or I don't quite understand the goals of the collective. Like, what are we trying to achieve? I don't understand the sport, the games that I'm supposed to be... But it doesn't kind of get too much for him where he goes, I can't learn all of this. It, again, using the people around him, understanding more about what they do. He's got a good network of people around him, his fellow coaches who tell him things. He has a great appetite to make himself better as well. Uh, despite the, his clear strengths of interpersonal relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we we always come back to a lot of themes on this podcast, don't we? And that kind of removing a fear, fear of failure is one of those themes. And, you know, you go back to season one, episode one, Ted on a plane flying to the UK to become a soccer coach and him saying to 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 Beard, his, his other coach, you know, are we making a mistake? What are we doing? And I, I'm not, directly quoting and paraphrasing but ultimately they say you know maybe but if we don't try it we'll never know and we'll learn and have some great stories along the way so you know a, a fantastic example of you know, if you don't try you'll never know will you and you'll learn stuff through those journeys whether you win lose or fail so yeah and i know i know that leads on to our next point nicely but just to get in slightly before that like you said there about were they making a mistake? They asked themselves and, you know, would this actually help them in the future, even if it went wrong? But it's interesting in the knowledge that would seem to be of a completely different sport and perhaps rather useless. He still adapts it to help him in a completely different circumstance, which is really interesting. You know, even the knowledge that you do have, whilst it might not seem like the most relevant or the most uh, directly well, directly relevant, I suppose. Like, you know, the, the the sport is completely different. The game is completely different. You're trying to achieve different things. But there's elements of it that can still help you understand a completely different thing, um, which I think is something they do really well. Yeah. Awesome. So, so I mean, they were the key points you brought out. So the, the, the skills that and the things that we can learn from Ted about being a great leader is around his positivity, his genuine fascination for people, his his um, ability to empathise and be emotionally intelligent, 
Um, the fact that he's clear and he's open. And uh, what we were talking around, the last point is, is being adaptable to change and embracing kind of the fear of failure, I guess. So and they were the key points you wanted to bring out today. But I've got a bonus bit that you uh, I don't know about, Alex, which I'd like to go into. Okay. Um, and if you're listening, you're like, I've had enough of Ted Lasso. Feel free. That was the core stuff we wanted to get across. I would like to come all the way back to the conversation at the beginning. I said, is Ted a good leader? Mm. And I would say, yes, in the situation he finds himself in, he's a, he's a good leader. Um, but there is clearly some areas where I think he could improve mm-hmm. as, a, as a leader of AFC Richmond. So I've got a few things that I think uh, some feedback for Ted. Oh, but off the top of your head, what 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 would if you got some feedback on how he might might improve his uh, ability to lead that football club? So one key thing that came to mind again without spoilers, so I'm not going to dig into specifics too much, but I think sometimes um, role modeling. I would say. So whilst Ted is a great role model for positivity and, you know, being a can-do person and all about opportunities and learning from failure, I do think when it comes to openness and when it comes to expressing yourself emotionally, I think there is room for improvement. What you'll see, obviously, if you watch the show, is that Ted's life is not the most, um, what's the word? It's quite disruptive at that you know when he moves, yeah, he's got some 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 situations going on in his personal life, right? Yeah, which I think he decides to not prioritize, which prioritizing might actually have helped him become a better leader. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, I'm trying so, to avoid yeah, no, saying I, specific I things. It. So my first point is the same as yours: is that he doesn't put himself first, mm. health-wise. We've talked about the fact that he's a servant leader. But like you said, he has some situations going on in his personal life and he basically tries to hide them away and he's maybe not as open and as, as honest about some of the troubles and and mental health issues he's going through. So yeah. I think uh, he needs to prioritise some self-care. That was much better put than me. I was trying to avoid spoilers, <laughs> so I filled it with more unnecessary words, whereas you went for the concise approach, which is much better. <laughs> Lucky for you, you edit the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what else? Oh, now I'm struggling. You, that's a curveball. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I think that's the main one. I would say. Um, okay, well, you think about it, and I'll jump yeah, in. So rather, rather than making you squirm live live on air, like you say, I edit the podcast. I could cut that bit out anyway. <laughs> Um, so I think Ted mm. is, we, we said he's almost positive to a fault at times. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ted is particularly great at giving people uh, constructive feedback. He's wonderful at positive feedback, but there are some storylines in the program where he needs to give people constructive developmental feedback. And he is maybe overly concerned about hurting their feelings and things like that. So I think Ted could give some more um developmental feedback to those around him a little bit more often and in no way would that impact his ability to be positive and loved but it would help those around him more i think 
Yeah. So if whilst a fictional character, if Ted is listening, we've got some great content on giving feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted, listening. Um, I'd like to give some more specifics on that on that, but um, it would ruin some of the storylines. So, but there are some players <laughs> in the team that maybe need to be told something sooner than they are. And that is a way that Ted could have could have actually used that feedback to help that person and the team quicker. Yeah, it is a really interesting point. And I suppose I should have saw it coming because we do always talk about feedback on this podcast. Always. And I don't think I don't think we had until that point. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's really interesting. I I'm going to counter slightly. I'm not saying I even believe my counter argument, but I just want to bring it up. Um, do you think that he kind of allows situations to manifest so people have self-realization rather than being direct 100 percent, he does yeah and and that that is a that's it's a, i mean it's a very valid point because the, the one storyline i'm thinking of where he could have given someone feedback quicker ultimately they came to that realization on their own which is often a much more powerful way to do it mm. So maybe he was using his extreme emotional intelligence and got it just right. But I, quite I risky. Think, huh? Quite risky. It, it contains a lot of fortune telling and being to, able to understand how things might play out, which is dangerous. I wouldn't encourage it, but <laughs> he, he does yeah. it very well for someone. I mean, even if it is coincidental. Yeah, I mean, because you could also argue he then has coaches around him who do give very direct developmental <laughs> feedback to people. <laughs> So maybe he's recognised that that is a chink in his armour, so he's surrounded himself by people that are very good at it, which is an exceptional thing to do uh, as a leader too. So maybe may maybe he's got it just right. But, uh, hey, it's all objective. Absolutely. Um, the next one I've got for you is okay. we talked about him being a servant leader. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder if he takes that too far and he doesn't share his own ideas enough. Okay. You know, that, again, we don't want to give spoilers, but sometimes I, I feel like, what does Ted think? Mm. Just tell us what you think, Ted. You you rarely give your own thoughts, and maybe sometimes he he just needs to throw them in the mix, not not to to lead with them, but to just throw them in the mix a bit more. Yeah, Have confidence in in that in his own thinking. Yeah, I do wonder, obviously we're talking in the middle of season three, I do wonder whether that will be a thing as seasons progress where he becomes confident in his own knowledge that he didn't have at the start. Um, but yeah, I, I do see your point there. I think he is very much a facilitator of a good atmosphere and keeping people happy. And maybe that comes at the sacrifice of making people slightly unhappy temporarily with, with what you might think if they don't agree um so yeah i see that i see that point i hadn't thought of that one myself actually at all so yeah that's an interesting one i've got one more but do you want to do you want to throw any more in or do you just want to should we go for my last one and it is, it is slightly tangential tangent tangential i can't even i don't even pick it i mean it's already controversial <laughs> yeah i can't say the word <laughs> but what ted does very well is set big vision mm. But, but he, he wants people to believe in a big vision. What you don't see, and this is why I'm saying it's controversial, because you don't see it. It might it might be that Ted does this in the background when the cameras aren't rolling. But what you don't often see is him setting kind of clear clear targets or goals for the team. 
he sets the the vision without setting maybe the level below and i wonder whether richmond might might um perform slightly better if if that was clearer but again maybe he does that and we just don't see it okay okay so i'm thinking about what you're saying in terms of a metaphor i'm using a ted like way of thinking um so are you kind of thinking where the end destination is say at the end of a, a pool of water right and you've got a little paper boat and yeah. he's letting that paper boat and he's just kind of letting it stream towards the end which is where it wants to be but obviously there's a lot of water it could go in all sorts of different directions and whilst you kind of know where it needs to go it's still a bit loose and unless you're really fixated on that thing in the distance you could still go in loads of different directions whereas he is very much kind of creating a stream which would help it go along to get where it wants to go a bit more directly i mean that's a very very long <laughs> metaphor way of explaining it i mean you <laughs> could just use the actual program and say oh spoilers though he wants well no because it's not because if you watch season one just episode one mm. you know, he's joining a football club to make them do better in the league right mm-hmm he sets a vision of believing in themselves, but believing in themselves to do what? 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 What is their target in the league? We don't. Ah. Know. We don't know. So, so you're saying that maybe his goals are quite abstract. They're not tangible, measured things, really. Well, from what you can see on the program, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Scrap my metaphor. <laughs> I mean, it was a good one in my head. It made sense. Think of a rubber duck going along a river, right? That's what I was trying to get at. If you if you give it a channel and you direct it, it will get towards where you want to go by being a bit more uh, specific about the targets that you have in mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone that made it to this point in the podcast has now left. Um, <laughs> so sorry about that. Uh, maybe we went on a little bit too long towards the end. So we'll give ourselves some 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 feedback here. Yeah, avoid spur of the moment metaphors. Yeah, maybe. No, I mean, or maybe just keep them short. Occasionally, they're good. That's why I indulge them. Sometimes now we're, now we're waffling about the waffle. <laughs> so, so there you go. So I just wanted to bring some balance. We we love Ted. We think he has an amazing leadership style. He brings so much energy and positivity to a team. Mm. But he's not perfect, and neither is no no one's perfect. So I I just wanted to to throw in some things in there that that maybe show that he's not perfect too so uh, you can think of two sides of the coin and keeping an eye on runtime i'm just going to quickly add in uh i think a key message don't forget to bring your personality into your leadership i think that's very important um and another important message is you know there's a lot of content involving ted lasso on our website i say a lot obviously you could read the blog that we're discussing which is on the website but we also made an animation which features animated ted with his animated mustache which is good fun as well uh, it's a two-minute video. We'll help you learn a bit more. And if you really take anything, then uh, you know I hope if you decide maybe when you get home, turn it on, you'll see the things we're talking about unravel in front of your eyes. Um, because yeah, it is a great show. We're huge fans, and the themes we've discussed. Hopefully, you see them yourself as well. Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoy. Well, I know you'll enjoy Ted once you start watching it. So um, yeah, tune back in in a, a week or so for the next pod.